Well, it's Tuesday. Tuesday is comedy day, and this is the good old days of radio show. So we have comedy for you every Tuesday now for a while. This is John Tefteller, and today we have a visit with the husband and wife team of Fibber McGee and Molly. We're doing a little mini-series on married couples uh, doing comedy shows, and uh, Fibber McGee and Molly tend to be right up there with uh, the people popularity back then, and they still hold up well today. So this episode is called Aeronautics. Not sure what that is, but that's because I'm not that literate, but we'll find out when we hear the show. Let's go. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry present Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The script is by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie. Music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Did you see the recent newspaper article on formality by Emily Post, the country's leading authority on etiquette? Well, it was most interesting, but what caught my eye was the paragraph where Emily Post said, I prefer to compare formality not with a veneer, but with a wax polish that brings out the beauty of the grain in the wood underneath and makes not only a pleasing, but a durable finish. End of quote. Well, now you've often heard me describe the rich, smooth beauty of the wax. Genuine Johnson's wax gives to all kinds of surfaces. Rub a little Johnson's wax on a tabletop, say. Polish it, and that table is completely transformed. You'd hardly know it. It glows and shines and sparkles so. All through your home, there are other things that will respond to this magic touch of Johnson's Wax. Its bright protective film adds beauty not only to your furniture, but to your floors, your radio, sideboard, and a hundred other things. By all means, use this old favorite regularly. Johnson's Wax comes in three forms, paste, liquid, and cream. All three have a definite use in your home. The history of invention is replete with stories of men who were obsessed with one idea, stubborn men, tenacious men. Read about Fulton and the steamboat, Edison and the electric light, Westinghouse and the air brake, Fibber McGee and Molly. Now, let me see again. If the wing loading is equal to the drag, gravity plus lift will exceed the thrust. Yep, 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 yep. That's it. That's it. So, if the forward speed... Beery. If the forward speed is in excess of lateral stability... McGee! What? Oh, oh, hi, Molly. <laughs> Time for dinner? We just had breakfast. <laughs> we did? <laughs> I guess I've been so wrapped up in this invention of mine, I didn't know what was going on. Personally, I still don't know what's going on. All I know is that three nights ago, you suddenly sat up in bed and said, Uremia! <laughs> That's a Greek word Means I have found it <laughs> That word is eureka Not uremia Uremia is a disease Oh, that's right That's right Promiscuous uremia <laughs> But baby, I got an idea I got an idea That's going to knock The theory of aviation Into a flat spin I'm building a model airplane that'll have aircraft flying to Mars every hour on the hour. 
I have a theory, my... Uh-oh, hand me them notes, quick. Stick that slide rule under a cushion. Break those pencils. Atta girl. Shall I swallow the eraser? No, no. <laughs> Nobody can figure anything out from that. All clear? Roger. Okay, come in. No, it's just Mr. Wimple, McGee. What do you mean, just? Even he could be a tool of the interests. Hi, Wimp. Hello, folks. <laughs> tool of what interests, Mr. McGee? You have any connection with aviation, Mr. Wimple? Well, just in a small way, Mrs. McGee. You see, what did I tell you? What is your small interest in aviation, Wimp? Well, when I ride my bicycle on cold days, I wear a flying helmet and goggles. <laughs> Is that all? Oh, my goodness, <laughs> no. I wear trousers, too. <laughs> Any other interest in aviation, Mr. Wimple? Well, sometimes I wet my finger and hold it up to see which way the wind is blowing, like aviators do. Oh, I always thought they threw a handful of grass up in the air. Nah, nah. Real airplane pilots look for a herd of cows. They do? Yeah. Cows always stand with their tails to the wind. Pilots always look for that. They like a tailwind. <laughs> Personally, I've never flown in an airplane. <laughs> I get dizzy standing on a Sunday paper. <laughs> ah, there's nothing to fly in, Wimp, when you understand the laws of aerodynamics like I do. You want to know the theory of flight, briefly? Very. What is it, Mr. McGee? <laughs> It's simple. As the plane moves through the air, the air hits the front end of the wing first, you see. As it passes across the wing, the friction heats the air. Hot air always rises. That pulls the tail up. The pilot feels the tail go up and raises the nose up. Thus, the whole airplane goes up. Uh, then the way you'd explain it, it's all a matter of hot air? <laughs> exactly. You've grasped it. I used to think that if I never flew in an airplane, I'd never get airsick. But I do. <laughs> you do? How can you get airsick if you don't fly? Did your wife ever whirl you around her head by your necktie 50 times and <laughs> then tell you how funny you look with that green face? Of course not, Mr. Wimple. I'll have to admit there have been times when the temptation... No. I mustn't say that. <laughs> well, I've got to get home now. And I'd better slow down, too, believe me. Coming over here, I tore around a corner on two wheels. Oh, boy. My, it's a wonder you didn't get arrested. Oh, I was on my bicycle. It's wrong. <laughs> Billy Mills in the orchestra and the anniversary song.
You know, Molly, I should have took up model airplane building years ago. It's a great little hobby. So are you. Hmm? Oh, <laughs> you said hobby. I thought you said hubby. <laughs> mm. Incidentally, aren't you making that model a little large? It's got to be large to hold the motor. The motor? Yep. See this? Yeah. One-cylinder gas motor. 31 bucks. Wow. This airplane's not only going to fly, kiddo, it's going to prove my new theory of flight. May I ask a question? Certainly, my dear. A thirst for knowledge is a very commendable thing. What's the question? Well, uh, <clears throat> when you walked across the room just now to get that little tiny stick of wood, what was that? That was a strut. I know, and your pride is excusable. Hmm? <laughs> but uh, what was the little piece of wood? That was the strut. Oh. In engineering terms, my child, a strut is an external brace. Oh. You see, when we design airplanes, we must anticipate stresses. Thus, when a plane is caught in a sudden updraft, or thermidor, <laughs> we must compensate by a rigid flexibility, or it results in a torque or ground loop. <laughs> Very dangerous at high altitudes. Understand? No, do you? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but neither did Kitty Hawk when she first started building airplanes. <laughs> Kitty Hawk, dearie, was not a person. It's a place in North Carolina where the Wright brothers first flew. Well, that's a mere detail. I was only referring to Kitty when... Remember now, not a word about my plans. There's millions in this thing. Can't take chances. Now, nah, relax, sweetheart. I'm as silent as a cottontail rabbit sitting on a bolt of velvet. <laughs> okay. Come in. Oh, it's Dr. Gamble. Do come in, doctor. How do you do, my dear? Hello, crumb bum. <laughs> Hi, revenue cutter. <laughs> this just a social call, or did you hope to find somebody squirming in pain? Oh, now, stop it, McGee. You know how the doctor drops in on his way to the hospital? Certainly. I stop here for inspiration, limber jaw. It sustains me during my work. Mm -hmm. I keep thinking, if you can live and be happy with a body like that, there's hope for everybody. <laughs> I was talking to a couple of your victims, Mugwump. Uh, what's a Mugwump? That's a bird who sits on a fence with his mug on one side oh, and yes. his... I remember. <laughs> sure, you remember. Olsen and Johnson told As a matter of fact, Lackwit, I always have... What's that? What's what, Nosey? That pile of wood and all the tools. Going to the toothpick business? It's a model airplane he's building, Doctor. He says that he... Ah, ha, ha, ha. No leaks, Molly. <laughs> One little hint about what I'm doing, an old blabberpuss here will spread it around like it was Johnson's glow coat. That I resent, hyena boy. I may cheat at crossword puzzles. I have been known to kick my golf ball from behind a tree. Hmm. I have even had restaurants wrap the rest of my steak for my dog when everybody knows I haven't got a dog. <laughs> but I do not gossip. Of course he doesn't, McGee. Heavenly days. You know something? He won't even tell you your own... If you promise to keep it under your cheap brown hat bucket seat, I'll tell you what I'm intending. Oh, that's probably for you, Doctor. I suppose so. Those switchboard operators trail me around like a piece of chain on a gasoline truck. <laughs> Hello, Gamble speaking. Somebody must have got Doc's bill and had a relapse. <laughs> Quiet, dear. Oh, was that again, Mrs. Clatterhatch? Clatterhatch? I see. <laughs> Well, tell your husband for me once more that if he has butterflies on his stomach, it's his own fault. I can't do anything about it. Goodbye. Fine doctor. Can't even give the poor guy some bicarbonate. Not for these butterflies. Huh? Had him tattooed on when he was in the Navy and wants me to remove them. 
Well, I'll see you later, Marblehead. Good day, my dear. Well, I guess I better get busy. Now, let me see. It says insert flap A into slot G. Mm-hmm. Where's slot G? Hmm, this must be it here. Seems a little snug, but... No, it's too tight. <laughs> Good thing I got plenty of extra pieces. I bought five sets, so I'd be sure to have enough to have Hello, them. folks. I was just going by, and I thought... Oh, gee, model airplanes. Why don't you take that up, Val? Oh, a couple of days ago, Mr. Wilcox... Seems to be a wonderful hobby if you like sawdust down your neck and nails in your thumb and glue on your shirt. Don't you kid yourself, Snooky. <laughs> it's the model builders like me that'll design the airplane of the future. And when I prove my theory... Oh, 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 forget I said that, Junior. Said what? About some theory you have? Please, about... Mr. Wilcox, this is dynamite. Hmm. Strictly hush-hush, Junior. There, there ain't an airplane manufacturer in the world that wouldn't give his bicuspids to know what I'm working on. But I will tell you this. The so-called model, modern airplane is absolute as of this minute. No. Yes. You familiar with airplanes? Only as a passenger. Flew to Cheyenne, Wyoming last week for the company. Emergency. Did you really? What kind of an emergency, inquired fun-loving little Fibber, <laughs> his merry blue eyes twinkling with mischief because he knew darn well he was going to get slugged with a plug. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it was pretty exciting, pal. Racine got me out of bed early one morning. Racine, Wisconsin? No, Charlie Racine, my houseman. Oh. Mm. He shook me awake and said, get on the phone quick, boss. So I did. What was it? Uncomfortable. So I got off the phone, got on a chair. <laughs> then I picked up the receiver. It was the home office. They said, go to the airport immediately, Wilcox. A truck will meet you with a load of Johnson's glow coat. Yeah. The self-polishing floor beautifier that shines as it dries, requires no rubbing or buffing, yeah. and dries to a sparkling, beautiful, protective finish in 20 minutes or less. Yeah. Then what'd you do, Junior? I dashed out of the house, down to the corner, yeah. back to the house, yeah. took off my pajamas, put on my clothes. Back to the corner, grabbed a taxi and raced to the airport. Yes, 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 go on. There was an airplane. Engines turning over, pilot waiting. Yeah. Suddenly a truck roared up. Yeah, what that they, they loaded the airplane with glow coat. Yeah. The self-shining wax polish that makes a tired old linoleum wink at the cook. Yeah, but what that makes you proud of your kitchen. Yeah. Makes housekeeping so much easier. Then. Dad, rat it, get with it. What's this all about, Waxy? Well, the minute the airplane was loaded, I jumped in. Yeah. We started down the runway. Yeah. The engines roared. And five hours later, we were in Colorado Springs. I thought you were going to Cheyenne, Wyoming. We got lost. <laughs> well, by that time, I wasn't feeling so good, all that flying on an empty stomach, so I told the pilot to fly the glow coat on to Cheyenne, and I took the train home. But why did Cheyenne want all that glow coat in such a rush? Well, can you imagine that? I never thought to ask him. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? What? Go home. what Cheyenne wanted with all that glow coat. Say, maybe they Hey, I'm almost ready to install the engine, Tootsie. This is the big moment. Uh, now hold the plane ready while... Easy now, easy now. Ah, ah my goodness, it fits. Sure it fits. Now all I got to do is bolt it in and Donald Douglas goes quietly out of business. <laughs> this idea of mine is bound to... Come in. Uh, <clears throat> pardon me, folks. Is this the domicile of Mr. and Mrs. McGee? Why, yes, it is. Uh, what can we do for you? Well, I'm Lena. Well, who sent you, sis? The aviation interest? <laughs> oh, you go on, Mr. McGee. They told me you'd start right off with something witty or something you thought was witty. <laughs> but I can take a joke, Mr. McGee. Anybody from a large family learns to take a joke, and I come from a large family just as soon as I could afford it. <laughs> I, uh, 
Beg your pardon, but uh, who sent you, uh, Lena? Uh, the unemployment agency. You mean the employment agency? Well, maybe they have employment, but I don't. Anyway, they said you didn't have any help right now, and I'm free on Tuesdays. And by free, I don't mean for nothing, because I get a dollar an hour in transportation. But don't let the transportation worry you, because I can always flip a ride in a truck. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you mean you want to work for us, sis? I don't want to work for anybody, Mr. McGee. But I formed some expensive habits like eating and wearing clothes, and they cost money, you know. <laughs> So I've got to work somewheres, and you'll find me very neat and cheerful. My goodness, I just sing all day long. Oh! I see you have a piano. Isn't that wonderful? You're just the nicest people, so cultured. Well, uh, we hadn't really considered engaging anyone just now, Lena, uh, because, you know, there's just the two of us and... Uh... Oh, that's just scrumptious, just the two of yous. Just a love nest, la 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 la. Oh my! <laughs> I'm certainly gonna love it here, all this beautiful singing and everything. <laughs> well, I'll be here early next Tuesday. Thank you so much. You won't regret this. A zickety doo da. Did we hire her? <laughs> well, she seems to think we did. Why? I just wondered. I didn't know they had such a strong union. <laughs> the Kingsmen and a gal in calico. Yippee-yay! Let me stay out of my way. Got a gal in calico down in Santa Fe. Used to be her Sunday bow Till I rode away Do I want her? Do I want her love? Yes siree Yes siree Yes sir. Will I win her? Will I win her love? Wait and see Working with a rodeo Go from town to town See most every kind of gal Every kind of gal But who made my heart sing? Yippee-yay! Practically ready for the big moment, Molly. Any film in the brownie? Yes. Good. 
but the uh, sticker on the film says must be developed before April 1933. Hmm. <laughs> Too bad. This is a historical moment, and I wanted you to take my picture. Oh, you I'd... did? Oh, come in. Now watch it, kiddo. Don't volunteer anything. Oh, it's just me or Latrivia McGee. Come in, Your Honor. Thank you, Molly. Good day, McGee. Hi, Latrivia. You're just the guy I wanted to see. You're a lawyer, aren't you? Yes, yes, although I haven't practiced for some time. Who's suing you for how much? And if you'll take my advice, you'll settle out of court, because if I know you, you were in the wrong. <laughs> no, no, I think this is something else, Your Honor. Isn't it about your idea, dearie? Yes, sir. This is a professional consultation, Latrivia. Now, look. You know what the next great step in aviation is? Certainly. Supersonic speeds. What was that again? Supersonic speeds. Speeds in excess of the speed of sound. Exactly. And I got it solved, Latrivia. What? You have? Yes, sir. Good heavens. Why the... Well, this is amazing. Say, what is the speed of sound, by the way? Well, it's about in the neighborhood somewhere around, I'd say. Oh, what would you say, Latrivia? You're a lawyer. <laughs> well, the speed of sound varies with the temperature. At zero degrees centigrade, it travels approximately 1080 feet per second. Mm. It increases about two feet per second for every degree rise in temperature. That's right. It travels faster through solids than through liquids or gases, and does not travel at all through a vacuum. Oh, it does through our vacuum. <laughs> we have positively the noisiest vacuum that you... <laughs> oh, uh, pardon me, gentlemen. That's okay. Now, here's the question, Latrivia. All the experiments up to date have been trying to speed up the airplane to equal the speed of sound, right? Right. 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 So, I done, I done what had never occurred to anybody else. I built me this little model airplane, Latrivia, and with this airplane, I'm going to solve the problem of supersonic snippers... Uh, supersonic. Supersonic speed. <laughs> I thought you said you had solved it. I've solved the principle of it. All it needs is a little experimenting. But, dearie, uh, this plane will not go faster than sound. I doubt if it'll even do 30 miles an hour. Aha! That's the whole crux of the idea. Everybody's been trying to speed up the airplane. What I'm going to do is develop a slow sound. <laughs> a slow sound. Heavenly days, what an idea. Don't the simplicity of it kind of get you, Latrive? I work out a slow noise, fly the airplane through it, and presto, supersonic speeds are here. <laughs> you ever do any flying, Latrivia? Yes, yes, a little. As a matter of fact, I'm a member of the Caterpillar Club. Of the uh, what, Your Honor? The Caterpillar Club. My gosh, we know people with the strangest hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> Wallace Wimple watches birds, Mayor Latrivia clubs caterpillars. Uh... Pardon me, I do not club caterpillars. Well, if you belong to the club, Your Honor, you're just as guilty as the rest of them. <laughs> guilty of what, may I ask? Clubbing caterpillars. And why a grown man like you, Latrivia, should be so cruel and heartless as to hunt down them fuzzy little creatures I don't hunt down fuzzy little creatures. I said I belong to the caterpillar club. Don't you know what the Caterpillar Club is? No, and I don't want to. If I knew, I'd feel it my duty to report it to the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Little... There is no cruelty. The Caterpillar Club is made up of people who have been forced to make parachute jumps. That's all. What do you mean, that's all? That's the worst part of it. <laughs> oh, I can admire an honest hunter who stalks his game. Yeah, but a man who silently drops down in a parachute to... <laughs> 
drops down in a parachute to club an innocent little caterpillar. That's the law of I tell you, nobody clubs any caterpillars. We call it the Caterpillar Club because parachutes used to be made of silk, which was made by caterpillars. It's a tribute to them. A tribute? Pretty hypocritical if you ask me, boy. Name the club after them and then drop down on them in parachutes and club the bejunior out of them. Hi, <laughs> George. Oh, stop it, for goodness sake. Nobody clubs any parachute. It isn't the care of caterwauling, a dropping on the parachute. Now, now, now. <laughs> Don't get excited, Your Honor. Maybe you didn't know what you were getting into when you joined this club. He should have quit after he found out. But to deliberately maintain his membership with a bunch of hoodlums who go around beating up worms. <laughs> that's by George the Worm. I tell you, we don't beat any cat of worms. You spiller shoots. <laughs> Look, when I said I belonged to the Paticula Dub, the Kidapala Pub, we don't call any Kidapillos. Nobody calipitters any putter pills. I merely said the club about a killer, pallor, iller. You were the one. I didn't say anything. It was I. Died. Hmm. Yes? Let me give you some advice. If you are ever forced to make a parachute jump, and I hope it doesn't happen before tomorrow, remember this. Don't pull the ripcord until you count to 1,000. My goodness, Mr. Mayor, I always heard you were supposed to count to 10. I <laughs> Certainly, you just count to 10. Mm. I was hoping you didn't know that. Well, good day. Strange character, isn't he, McGee? Yeah, well, takes all kinds of catters to make a pillar. Hey, <laughs> let's try this airplane. Come on, let's go out in the front yard. All right, let's. Here we are in the front yard. <laughs> Here's the instruction sheet, Tootsie. You check through the operation. All right, dearie. Number one, fill the gas tank with eyedropper. Right. I've done that. Two, turn on the switch. Contact. Three, hold plane in left hand and spin propeller with right hand. All clear. Let's go. Look at her go. Why, she's doing 60 if she's doing five. Boy, can I build airplanes. Look at that baby climb. Look at it, Molly. Almost out of sight already. Number four. Huh? Before releasing plane, attach stout cord or wire to wingtip to control flight. <laughs> to control, oh yeah, oh yeah. I see what you mean. Look at that baby go. 31 bucks, clear out of sight. How would you like to bring a little spring sunshine into your kitchen? Yes, right now in the middle of February. Okay, just follow these easy directions. Get some Johnson self-polishing glow coat, apply it to your linoleum floor with a cloth or long-handled applicator, then sit back and wait for the results. 
I'm not saying you'll suddenly find yourself in the middle of May, but in 20 minutes, Glow Coat will dry to a beautiful, bright wax polish that will seem to bring the sun right into your kitchen. It's really amazing how bright this Glow Coat shine is. And there's no rubbing or buffing with Johnson's Glow Coat. It shines as it dries, beautifying and protecting your linoleum and other floors for a long time to come. With regular Glow Coat care, your linoleum actually lasts years longer. And, of course, dirt and spilled things wipe up in no time, leaving your floor sparkling clean, its colors bright and fresh as ever. Try it, won't you? Johnson's Glow Coat, the self-polishing floor wax with the really bright shine. Nope, too fast. Hmm, that's pretty fast, too. Well, that's slower, but it's still too fast. Hey, Molly. Yeah? I'm running into a little trouble trying to develop a slow sound. Well, I know just the thing, dearie. What? You do? A slow sound? What is it? Go back into vaudeville and wait for that applause. Huh? Oh. <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax Products for Home and Industry. And for all of us here tonight, offering our heartiest congratulations to the Boy Scouts of America on their 30, 37th birthday anniversary. Many happy returns. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. Boy, he was racing to get that out before the, the chimes there. Uh, almost didn't make it. Fibber McGee and Molly from February 11th, 1947, and I learned that aeronautics is building model airplanes, I guess. That's what he was doing there. Fibber McGee and Molly was on the air for a long, long time. Started in the early 30s, they called it Smack Out originally because they were smack out of everything during the Depression. Then it became Fibber McGee and Molly. Into the 40s, there was a spin-off, The Great Gildersleeve, and also... Um, continued into the early 50s, and then beyond that, they were doing monitor sketches for NBC Radio in the early 60s. Molly was not exactly a huge fan of doing this program, and there's lots of stories out there about her having issues with drinking, etc. Um, Jim Jordan, uh, her husband, was a big fan of doing the show, and the success that it brought, and the money that it brought in, and uh, he wanted to do it just as long as possible, and she did it. <laughs> so anyway, Jim Jordan continue, continued on on various TV guest shots. He appears uh, in an episode of Sanford and Son attempting to sell Fred Sanford some junk or something. And uh, he's on uh, the Disney cartoon, The Rescuers. And he lived to a, a long life. He lived, I think he was over 90 when he, when he passed away. All right, well, that's Fibber McGee and Molly for our married comedy theme uh, this week. Next week, we will have Ozzy and Harriet, which uh, also uh, married comedy theme. They started in radio and went to television and on and beyond from that. So there'll be an episode of Ozzy and Harriet next week. Good time to remind you to check out the Facebook page, Good Old Days of Radio Show. And uh, the website, goodolddaysofradio.com. And tell all your friends who like vintage comedy that we are featuring lots of vintage comedy now. That's the, the latest rage, so we'll go with it. Okay, back next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.